You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. kick off these podcasts with quite a bit of energy but i think you and i are just dragging today yeah it's the end of 2020 oh, it is <laughs> today is the 31st it's new year's eve oh. if you can believe it oh uh, no i can't Some, believe it. i can't somehow some way we made it here yeah I, I don't know how we did it i really don't i just felt like this year was dragging quite a bit And I know everybody's been saying that, and I'm not trying to be like Mr. Negative. I've definitely had some really great things that happened this year. But yeah, this was, this was an interesting year to say the least. That's, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) But I'm, I'm glad things are rolling along between you and I, man. Glad that things keep on rolling along here at G4D, AKA Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. It's good to get that out feels good yes yes it was kind of like taking that first step now i feel like i'm getting into it a bit more i'm feeling like the first sip Mm. of coffee perhaps yes yeah yeah you know what that's probably what it is i feel like i'm feeling this coffee here oh but i guess we should introduce ourselves before we start talking about the coffee he's adam he's john (laughs) you got it right (laughs) i got it right this time good stuff Mm. and we're back we'll be reviewing the latest album from paul McCartney. Yeah, made famous by uh, Kanye West. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this is his first solo album, or second solo album after putting out that uh, that song with uh, Kanye West and Rihanna, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly it. He put, uh, he put out Egypt Station a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then this album, and that's it. That's it. Which for some reason he titled three, even though there was no one in two. It's really commendable that someone who's 75 years old is still making music. Mm. You know, and also, you know, can get a record label. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was obviously thanks to Kanye West, right? Yeah, I mean, everything is from, from Kanye West, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this coffee right now, let me tell you, this is from Reanimator Coffee Roasters, and I purchased this at Easy Luck Coffee in Orlando. Easy Luck Coffee, where is that located? That is on... Oh no! I caught you off guard. I apologize. No, you're good. It's I know where it is, but I don't. It's like Orange Avenue, kind of near like Summerlin and Anderson, that mm. back area before okay. 408. It's near Valhalla Bakery. It's like right next to it. Mm. But okay. yeah, so they have like a selection of coffee, and so we want something holiday y. So we got the holiday blend. Fortunately, there's no tasting notes on this bag, but there is a little raccoon wrapped around a reef. Looks like he's <laughs> hugging. I'm gonna guess a pretzel. Right? Yeah, that looks like a pretzel. It's got a little bell. I I think they're from Philly. Oh, okay. Animator. That makes sense. It's got the Liberty Bell on it. Okay. Yeah, but let's uh, try it here. And we, Cheers. I, put, I put a little coffee foam in it. Mm. 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 That definitely is a holiday blend right there. Very yeah. comforting, mm-hmm. which but, I know is probably a weird thing to say about coffee. but Right. It's, it's like not too acidic either. Mm. You know, I feel like it just goes down nice. It, oh, it does. It does. It's it's tasty without being overbearing. 
if that makes sense. The coffee foam helps too. And the coffee foam I used is um, almond creamer, a little bit of vanilla, and then I dumped some of the coffee in it, the little swisher thing and heated it up and mixed it up. And it's a little froth. It's like a little latte. A little latte. little uh, New Year's latte. <laughs> yeah, this mm. is a really cute bag. I know you typically keep all your bags, which I started I do. doing as well. Nice. I need to figure out a coffee storage book situation. I feel like you could probably flatten them and put them in a frame and then hang up that frame. Oh. What do you think? I haven't thought about framing them. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I've also thought about getting like just like a, you know, like a binder and get those like you know, like those pocket protector, the slips. Oh, yeah. And putting them in those. Okay. Maybe something oh. like that. But, All right. but I like the frame idea. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I like that too. Hmm. hmm. I have to ponder that one. Yeah. So take a take a little trip to Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoy this quite a bit. This is one of those kind of coffees where. You know what they call Michael's in England? What do they call it? McCartney's. <laughs> It's so cheesy, but it's so great. <laughs> it shouldn't work, but it does for whatever reason. You know, if anybody else told that joke, I'd just be like, yeah. But it's you, so it cracks me up. <laughs> I'm wearing a Paul McCartney shirt today, too. Yes, you are. This is when, when he came to Amway. I wish I could have seen that show, but I did get to see him in Tampa when he was here, and that was nice. phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, he, he, still, he still can put on one heck of a show. Mm-hmm. He really, really can. He plays for like three hours and just... He's a performer at heart. He knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Kanye West taught him well. <laughs> give the fans what they want. That's what Kanye said. I always give the fans what they want. It's a famous <laughs> Kanye West quote, I believe. <laughs> I'm respectful and respect musicians and artists equally. Also Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It, it, it's 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 like you know him so well i know right just me and kanye you know it, it's on his phone it's elon donald trump me you know his three favorite people <laughs> so he can call himself and talk to himself well he also has to have a jewish friend so he can say the jews love him you know <laughs> who's his jewish friend me remember i'm third in the list <laughs> So I thought you were saying me as in Kanye West, like oh, like, <laughs> like Kanye West has himself. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Number one is Kanye West. Yeah. Number two is Elon Musk. Okay. Number third, number three is Trump. Okay. Then it's me. Then <laughs> Kardashian. Then South, and then West. Ka South and West are tied. Kardashian, not any specific Kardashian, <laughs> not the woman he's married to, just any Kardashian. I forgot her name for a second, so I just I just settled on Kardashian. <laughs> Kardashian is a roulette. It will call a random one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Kim. What up, Kim? Okay, cool. <laughs> it's, like, oh. <laughs> it's like movie phone. He's like, hello, you have reached Kardashian. <laughs> Press one for Chloe. <laughs> Press two for Kim. <laughs> <laughs> for Caitlyn, press four. <laughs> Caitlyn Kardashian. <laughs> is there a Caitlyn? I don't remember. <laughs> this is so out of touch. I am. <laughs> oh man, oh that uh, that's good. <laughs> oh. oh man, you know oh, I gotta say stuff. I could definitely see Paul McCartney being like the Godfather of London or something. Mm. So. 
there was an article I found. It's called, it was on Rolling Stone. Taylor Swift moved her album release date for Paul McCartney. The quote is, people do keep out of each other's way. It's a nice thing to do, McCartney told Howard Stern. So basically, Taylor Swift was going to release her surprise album Evermore on the same day as Paul McCartney's album, and mm-hmm. she moved it up so it wouldn't coincide. So mm. I feel like, I don't know, like, you know, I feel like Taylor Swift just gave into The Godfather a little bit, you know? It's just like, you come to me on the day of my album release to release your <laughs> album. What are you in the woods or something? Right? That's actually a pretty good uh, Godfather impression. Yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. Taylor Swift, you can't release your Uh, album. Now kiss my ring. (laughs) Do you imagine being Taylor Swift and being like, oh my God, oh my God, Paul McCartney's putting out an album the same day I am? Crap, crap, crap. Dear Mr. McCartney, I'm Taylor Swift. Hi. Hello. Hello, Taylor. (laughs) Good seeing you. So I heard you're putting an album out on my same day I am, huh? (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. I don't think you're going to do that anymore, right? Uh, That's great. (laughs) I think you should uh, shake it off and, uh, you know. (laughs) Otherwise, you'll have a bad reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You have taught me well. (laughs) You're going to be sleeping outside of your house in a cardigan by the end of this. Mm. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) but i think didn't paul mccartney put this out or i think third man records did a pressing of it yeah oh they did yeah well i i could believe that i mean paul mccartney's one of those kind of guys who you know i mean he's so well known in the industry obviously i mean former beetle and all that like but was that a side group with kanye west or something i i I think it was okay got it yeah 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 i haven't checked it out yet not that many listens, not that many followers. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he kind of like, you know, I'm sure when you saw him live, he would talk about like different artists that he had worked with. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part of the whole Paul McCartney concert was when he goes, Hey, so I was with my friend George. Everyone's like, Oh, George. It's like, I miss George. And he's like, Oh, I was with John Lennon. Oh, I miss my friend John. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even name drop him. Ringo Starr is just there at the edge of his seat. He's like, he's going to say my name. He's going to say my name. He's going to say my name. Oh, I'm right in front. Can't you see me? (laughs) Paul, can't you hear me? Can't you see me? Paul McCartney gets off the stage and he's like, I think I thanked everyone. Let's see here. John, good. George, Okay, we're good. No one else. (laughs) It was me, the three Beatles. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot to thank the drummer of the Beatles. Me. (laughs) It would have been funny if he was like, and Pete Best. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, you can tell the coffee's kicking in for the both of us. <laughs> right? You really, really can tell. I have a friend I want to also I miss very much. He's a great songwriter, although he doesn't think he is. And, you know, he's a pretty competent drum player, too. <laughs> Give it up for Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I'm I'm looking forward to talking to you about this album because I think we might be a little bit on different ends 
here mm. might be a little bit. Might be. I th- th- that depends. <sighs> it, uh, I don't. I don't know how to feel about this. It's. I, I don't know. It's. It's hard to say. Okay. Well, do you want to get right into it? Let's get right into it. Let's get it. right into All it. All right. So our album that we are reviewing today is the latest album from Paul McCartney, McCartney 3. This is his 18th solo album from the former Beatle. 18th. And he worked on this album while, you know, in isolation with the rest of us. In his mansion. In his mansion in Sussex, England. Ah, Sussex. (laughs) Don't you mean Liverpool? (laughs) And I think... From what I read, he pretty much did all the instruments on this album, too, as well. Wow, that's that's commendable. Oh, yeah, and it's not the first time that he's done this. He actually did that as well on another album that came out... Oh, jeez, why am I blanking on... Probably in the 60s. It was called The White Album. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he had an album that came out, and, and, and I can't find it right off the bat. I'm, I'm looking Give me here. a hint. Oh, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. It came out in 2005. Actually nominated for Album of the Year, I believe, Grammy. Lost out to U2. Sorry, sorry. It, like, all credit to U2. It wasn't like Joshua Tree that they were nominated for in 2005. It was like the one where they were like, Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Um, excuse me, John. It's uno, dos, tres, catorce. Oh, that's what it is. Come on, oh, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the song that at one point you have Bono just whispering to you, just give me what I want and no one gets hurt. What is it? What? Vertigo, which is what that album gave me. <laughs> I listened to that album nonstop because I, where I worked at the time, it was a music store called Coconuts in New Jersey. So long ago. Mm. And hearing that album nonstop just grated on my nerves. But everybody bought it, and I think that's why it won Album of the Year. But I really think out of all the other albums that were nominated that year, it should have gone to Paul McCartney because he put out an album that was really genuinely good. Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. It was pretty much he played all the instruments on it. (laughs) It was pure Paul McCartney. And I think we are getting that again with this album. And... Like I mentioned earlier, it's one of those albums where everything is just kind of done in studio. It's very homespun. Yeah. Very on the fly, just kind of matter of fact type of thing. Like when he put out his first solo album, McCartney, I think that's a really, really great album because it's just, it's very simple. It's very kind of almost just in the moment. I think those first couple of you know, solo records from uh, this band called, what are the Beatles, he said? <laughs> you know, it kind of showcases their talents, you know? Similar we talked about a while ago, like System of a Down, right? When those two guys broke up. Yeah. You know, they, they created side projects that basically sounded, if you put them together, System of a Down, you know? And you can definitely clearly see the influence that Paul McCartney had on, you know, the songwriting from the Beatles and the instruments as well. Absolutely. And he even talked about working on this album that he was a little bit worried that some of the songs might sound a little bit too Beatles-y. I didn't get that vibe at all. Oh, you didn't? Uh, Maybe I didn't listen to it hard enough. Interesting. Well, why don't you kind of kick off your thoughts right here? Because I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. This is... So... He did also put out a couple years ago, I think we reviewed around the same time, it was an album called Egypt Station. That's correct. And 
I think we both were in agreement on that one that it good job Paul McCartney you did great yes I'm glad you made this but it's a little too just yeah for me yeah I it really didn't do too much for me either yeah, but it was one of those albums that honestly I can't think of anything from it yeah it just wasn't very memorable for me it wasn't awful but yeah it was just like look it's Paul McCartney I'm not going to trash this thing, but like, I'm not going to listen to it again. Yes, yeah. pretty much. But this I, one is a little more interesting. I, I feel like Paul McCartney just kind of went crazy and he just like said, I'm going to make a jazz album. <laughs> and this is like Paul McCartney's weird jazz instrumental album. I feel like the lyrics, you know, it's Paul McCartney, obviously. They're going to be a little cheesy here and there, but the instrumentation and just like some of the ideas he had, it, it almost felt like a, like his bitch's brew, if you will. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I brought up McCartney one earlier because that album feels like a good companion to this one in the sense that it follows the same logic. Can you remind me again what songs are on McCartney one? Uh, Maybe I'm, is it Baby I'm Amazed? Oh, dude. That, that, that's the big one from it. I can't think of any other major song from that album, but it's definitely one of those kind of albums that, like I was mentioning earlier, just seems very spur of the moment. There's, there's some songs that don't have many lyrics to them. Yeah. There's some songs like that the, are... The first song that starts, it's pretty much an instrumental. Yes. There's, there's an instrumental on McCartney as well. It, it's very much in keeping with the same spirit as that, although I think with this one, he definitely adds in, I'd say, a lot more like heaviness to it, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, definitely felt like a little little rocky. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, in a good way. I, I agree with that. I was pleasantly surprised by this album, and for someone who, you know, we, we, we touch upon this, I think, every time we talk about Paul McCartney, his legacy is already cemented not even just from being in the Beatles, but all the solo stuff he's done. He's done everything. He's earned enough goodwill at this point. Yeah, he can he can do whatever and people will love it. Yeah. And part of the reason why you always want to listen to Paul McCartney as Beatles fans is because we're just so thankful that he's just still around and, and still putting music. on music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Ringo, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I tried, but that one song came out with a few years back. Oh, it's like, we're in a van, we're driving to the beach and gonna kick your butt. Yeah. Right? We're rock and roll on yeah. Peace and love, peace and love. I, at least Paul McCartney has, hasn't gone down that route where he's like trying so hard to like hold on to the last glamours of you youth. You know, it's interesting. So, you know, some of these bands that, you know, we grew up with, you know, hearing their music as youngins, you know, even like talking heads right yeah I f when david burns album came out his solo album american utopia i know we were both kind of like eh about it and then it kind of grew on us after we saw it live and Absolutely. you know david Byrne made he could have made a very safe album but he yes. didn't and he experimented and in the end it kind of did pay off and i feel like this album is very similar in that vein like paul mccartney could have wrote cheesy songs you know yes. and done what he normally did but he took a chance and like did something very experimental, which is interesting to see his experimental side, which I think focuses more on like jazzier kind of elements and like 
almost it i feel like a lot of this could have been sampled or looped because he definitely like repeats things every now and then and stuff yes. and then kind of plays That's it over point. again I didn't, I didn't think about that yeah and if you were saying he recorded all the instruments i wonder if he was messing with uh something yeah i i think you bring up a good point because paul mccartney still even at what you said 75 years old now is still trying new things yeah whether you're a fan of what he did with Kanye West and Rihanna or not, I think it's still pretty cool that he can come in and do something like that at this point in his career. Yeah. And it just seems like with Paul McCartney, he just genuinely loves music, genuinely loves playing it still. Like it's it's still there for him. And I think with this album anyway, the sense that I got was that a lot of it was him having fun. Like, oh, you know, I really like this riff i'm gonna continue working on it and build upon it and add yeah. some drums and you know do some cool things like from a looping perspective like you were saying and i and i that's one of the things that i probably liked the most about this was the unexpected elements that i was seeing yeah I, I was forgetting i was listening to a paul mccartney album at certain points and he does a lot also too on his vocals mm-hmm. like clearly you know you can see his age a little bit but i feel like he does a lot to change his vocals for different songs and it yes. kind of increases like, you know, the listenability of it. It's kind of like when David Bowie did his last album, you yeah. know, you kind of, mm-hmm. there was so little effects here and there, but you could definitely hear his age, which kind of like made it more mystifying, you know, it, it, it does. This is really, I think the charm of Paul McCartney is still there for me anyway, that started all those years ago with his first solo album, McCartney, in the sense that he seems like someone who just really loves not only what he does, but just really tries to love life and yeah. love his family and love his friends. And I could just see him, you know, not now, obviously, with everything that's going on with COVID. But in the near future, just getting some buddies to come by, like, hey, let's let's get a jam session going together. And they all just, like, hang out and, you know, like, yeah. you know, oh, you know, I, I was hanging out with David Grohl the other day. And, <laughs> Dude, Paul McCartney's effing yeah. awesome, man. Start yeah. rock and roll, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I just think he's just someone who, like, given any musician that comes in there, he's just like, Oh, you know, I'll be able to keep up with you. Want no. something heavy? Want something soft? I got it. He can do anything. He's 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 a virtuoso. Yeah, and and I think it's nice too that like you know, he was the he was the fun beetle. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Ringo kind of was too, but you know, like he was the persona, and it's good to see he's still doing it. You know, and it it makes it, it's the legacy you want to go out on. Exactly. When you do, you know, it's just like he was playing music till the day he couldn't. You know. And it's fortunate that he still can do it because there is, you know, like Neil Diamond mm-hmm. had to retire. Um, Peter Frampton, mm-hmm. he has arthritis. He had to retire from playing guitar. Like, there's a lot of terrible roads that could have gone down. So I'm thankful that Paul McCartney is able to create an album like this and experiment and try something new. And we get to hear a cool Paul, Mc- Paul McCartney album. Yeah, th- this album, I think the key element for why it works for me is that it still has that paul mccartney charm mm-hmm. that hasn't gone away yeah you can hear it in the lyrics and some of the songwriting yeah and look don't get me wrong some of the lyrics are definitely cheesy oh I mean, but that's that's his thing you know yeah that's his thing like there was a later track where he was like rhyming uh he was doing like a rhyming couplet with like songs like lyrics that end with awake 
it's just like okay you know we 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 get it awake bake take yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it's just it's 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 a bit much but this this album has bookends about like birds and it's like that that's pure Paul McCartney right there right yeah, birds yeah anybody else does it and it just comes off unauthentic, un- un- but with him, it feels real. It feels like him. It's what we know about him at this point. Mm-hmm. There's some elements to this album too, where it talks about like you know coming out of isolation and then you know being able to celebrate with your loved ones and your friends again. There's definitely a sense of a little bit of nostalgia there too, which I think it has been there for quite a bit with his music as well. And I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's older and he's seen a lot of stuff. He's been through it all. And, you know, I think when you're at that age, unfortunately, too, you see a lot of your musician friends that can't play anymore or they pass away. Like, there's a lot of things that you can't do anymore that you could when you were in your 20s and in your heyday. Mm-hmm. And I think some of those elements are sprinkled out in there, especially on the song about the, all the pretty boys or... Whichever the track oh, yeah. is, pretty boys, pretty boys. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little out there, but you know, you you get what he's going for. It's yeah. it's definitely a like okay, I'm going through the, you know, the the t- taking off all the boxes of you know the McCartneyisms that are there. Like yeah. so, it in this in that sense, it's like if you if you know those things about McCartney and they bother you you're not going to like this album, but if you actually like those things and you know, you come to expect them, they're still there. Um, but I'll start winding it down. Like I said, I was, I came into this just not knowing what to expect. I was hoping that it would somehow connect to the first McCartney and it does. Maybe it's heavier and it's got a lot, a lot more like almost like rock and roll elements to it. That's fine by me because he could still, play the heck out of his instruments and i definitely appreciated that i was finding some really unexpected album uh, unexpected elements on this album the one that the one track that i thought was a big standout for me was deep deep feeling Mm -hmm. so there's not much to the lyrics which i think almost kind of plays into this album's benefit here it's like okay we have a chorus or you know we have a rhyming couplet whatever that just kind of repeats again and again and it's that that's fine. I think you don't need to like get too much more complicated with it because I think it says what it needs to say, but it's the instrumental aspects that he really gets a bit more experimental with. There's like orchestration in there. Mm -hmm. It changes up. You talked about his voice. There's points where his voice is a little bit deeper, where it goes a little bit higher octaves. And I appreciated that, that variety because that's about an eight minute song and it has like a nice little outro too on there where he gets a little bit quieter and I, those quieter moments I definitely appreciated on this album. But when it does get heavy and when it does get experimental, he lets the instruments kind of breathe. And it just, they, they're almost like jam sessions in a way. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate that about him. I was, I really thought this album was kind of delightful in some kind of way. And I listened to it several times over, just kind of feeling like, all right, I, I feel like there's something here. I feel yeah. like, you know, whatever you say about Paul McCartney. Like he just, he's not, he's not resting on his laurels. And for me, I'm going to kind of go with a higher rating here. I think I'm going to go with an own it. Like this is something mm. I'd be totally down for owning on, on vinyl. It's, it's just a simple, 
easygoing album. And I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, his writing style. And I feel like there's a lot of improv and a lot of different approaches he took for this album. I, I definitely agree with you that I found a lot more enjoyment in this than in Egypt Station. And I think, you know, I think we're both proponents of experimenting in music. And when it works, it works. And, you know, for 75 years old to make an album like this and kind of experiment and try something new, I think he knocked out of the park. So, yeah, I'd give it a note it too. Nice. Boom. Oh, I, I thought maybe you were going to go a little bit lower there. I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to knock it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to come back to it forever and ever, but, like, I'm, I'm glad he put out this album and not, like, Egypt Station 2. You yes. know? Like, I'm glad that, you know, even if we don't get another McCartney album for a couple of years, that he went out, you know, on this note. You know, it's experimental. He ended it on his terms and kind of what he wanted to do in Showcase. This isn't him trying to... Yeah, he's not reinventing the wheel. You yes. know, I think he knows what he's doing. You know, and I found this more to be an instrumental album than I did really a McCartney album. Like I thought he was just kind of experimenting with instruments and just letting the music kind of speak for itself. The first McCartney is also like that too. Mm-hmm. And it this isn't an album where he's like trying to come up with a next hit single. Yeah, it's just hey, you know, I'm in quarantine like the rest of y'all, and I'm gonna put some ideas. Down. I'm just going to turn little jam sessions into full-fledged songs. I might have a song that doesn't have many lyrics, but hey, that's okay, because mm-hmm. I don't need much more than that. Exactly. I might repeat it a couple of times, you know, but I don't need to, like, get overly complicated with it. Yeah. And, I, and I appreciate that simple nature to it. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's, it's, still, it's still good to see that he still has some tricks up his sleeve, because the talent has never left. The question of talent has never, ever left, but these are the kind of McCartney albums that I think I like the best. The ones that almost feel like I'm embracing where I'm at in my life, I'm, but I'm I'm not going to like hit you over the head with it. Yeah. Like, this is my experience, and I want you to come along with me. Here we go. <laughs> and Taylor Swift, don't you dare release an album on when I'm doing it. <laughs> I think they're like close friends too they've done several photo shoots together Aww. i i'm honestly surprised they haven't done something together in some kind of way i feel they haven't i don't think they have hmm pretty sure they haven't well, maybe not I'm, maybe kanye west can hook them up together you know i heard geez. i heard he has a good relationship <laughs> with taylor swift right <laughs> great relationship great the best <laughs> solid uh yeah i'm glad we talked about this album though because it came out towards the end of this year and I think it kind of got swept under the rug because it's Paul McCartney and, you know, he's put out so many albums at this point. But also to your point, like we talked about on our previous podcast, a lot of people at this point have kind of just decided like, nope, we're not going to talk about any of the albums that come out this year. And I get it because a lot of people are off at this point. But I just think that it makes no sense to put We're, out a best of 2020 album if you don't see, include the, all the albums. That no, come I agree. And the problem is like. Christmas is a high time for reading articles. People are going to read these articles no matter what you put out. But January and February are the slow months. So put the most popular content in those months, in the slow months, when all your albums are out and you have time and you're refreshed and focused and can go and clear. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But who am I to say? (laughs) Speaking of. Not like we review music on here or look at industry trends or anything. (laughs) Not on this podcast. No, no, no. Speaking of, I've already started working on my list, and I promise this year my electronic music selections will be much shorter. That's all good. 
I need to. I feel like I missed out a lot just because it was hard to listen to music this year at certain points. Yes. And just like you know, sitting down and be like, okay, I'm gonna listen to X, Y, and Z. So I'm st- still working on mine. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a hard, it was a hard year. It, it it was, and I know that you and I kind of took a little bit of a break earlier in the year, which made sense. Yeah, like, it was much needed. We need we I need to look after my mental health. <laughs> yeah, and it's which I know it sounds weird to say because like, like this is like one of the things I always look forward to doing every week. But yeah. it definitely seemed like for both of us anyway, like so much craziness was going on in other aspects in our lives that we needed to our efforts towards that yeah but i'm really glad we got back together me and too it, it feels good to get a routine going and yes, do this again and it really really does i got some great feedback too i wanted to give a shout out to our good friend of the show cj he uh gave me some really really good feedback about what he was saying he listened to one of our previous episodes it was actually about the new the latest national album wait so, the national or the matt berenger one he said national so, oh, so that was the album we didn't like. He he. Well, he still thought it was a really good discussion from us. Oh, and, good, 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 good. Yeah, and he really appreciated the points that we brought up. So thank you for the feedback on that, CJ. Thanks, always, CJ. Always, always appreciate that. And it's one of those kind of things, too, where I know you and I, like, we don't consider ourselves to be, like, all-knowing experts, but we really try and make sure we come up with really well-informed opinions and yeah it's more about the discussion than it is yeah about our uh review abilities if you will yeah and i, I don't think you and i ever want to go into an album disliking it either no well. but some, sometimes it's fun to trash albums but you know <laughs> we I, I try to give it the old college try well i think we you and i try and try and be as fair as possible not to toot our own horn here but i definitely yeah. appreciate the feedback from cj friend of the show friend of the show Definitely have to have Mond at some point. And I also wanted to point out, too, that next year is, look, like you were saying, is looking pretty dry. So maybe we could do a couple of movie reviews and stuff like that, kind of start off the year. Yeah. I don't know. We'll shoot some ideas Let's back and forth. See if anything comes out. Yeah. Because it's usually January is also the slow movie month, and now exactly. that movie theaters are not open, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... It's, there's no shortage of content. You probably just have to kind of like dig for certain things. But I think that we're lucky in the sense that like there's there's always something if you're willing to look for it. Exactly. And I think that's why we cover some of the artists that we do because we think like, okay, they deserve a good spotlight. And that's what I'm excited about with our best of list too because I think there's some artists that haven't gotten enough coverage and I really hope that by spotlighting them, more people will get into them. For sure. It's important to get the music out there. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Probably have a Bandcamp Friday coming out soon for January, right? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very, very true. Because they, they extended that. Oh, good. I, I can't remember until when offhand. But yeah. Well, sometime next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hats off to Bandcamp. Good job, Bandcamp. Good job, Bandcamp. So. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to our Festivus episode... That's very funny. We did good. It is good. <laughs> I was enjoying listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear me uh, pretend to do slap bass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. That was good, good stuff. I also appreciated while I was listening to that episode, just you channeling your inner Frank Costanza. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. It was, a, it was an honor to portray you 
on our humble podcast. Speaking of the uh, Harley Quinn show that I've been getting into Mm -hmm. on HBO Max, I totally didn't realize that Jason Alexander was on the show. Yeah, he's the old guy. Yeah, Cyborg Man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Cyborg Man. (laughs) That's so great. And then Wayne Knight, I think, is the Penguin, right? Yes, he is. Perfect casting as well for him, too. Uh, yeah, no. it's it's probably the best thing DC has done, like out of this new reboot of superheroes and stuff. <laughs> no, no, I mean they understand the characters, they get it. It's, I it's one of those kind of shows I thought for sure I would not like. Yeah, and that pilot episode was definitely like, all right, we're gonna get lots of gore and lots of cursing. Yeah, once that second episode kicks in, it's like, all right, I get what they're going for here. Yeah, and I really appreciate that they're trying to give. Harley Quinn's character some more agency trying to like distance her more from Joker just like they do in the was it the Birds of Prey movie too yeah 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 I I think the thing that impresses me about the show is they really understand the DC characters and they understand them like their personalities and how they would react if they could say the F word (laughs) I guess but um you I don't want to spoil it but you'll see as in the second season something happens and you'll be like what the like it, it comes out of no you, you'll, you'll see okay there's a couple of things that happen but yeah I'm, I'm i'm very excited if it hasn't been spoiled for you already then just honestly i'm surprised it hasn't i had to watch <laughs> wonder woman 84 immediately because of all the spoilers that were coming up people just can't help themselves mm. and i know that we live in strange times but man <laughs> like can, can people just wait one day no <laughs> no they can't yeah, there was something I saw yesterday from Seoul. It was, um, I guess, when he's running in the city, there's like a poster mm-hmm. and it says um, there's like a nine uh-huh. and they're selling like nine inch nails. Apparently. Ah, yeah. that's, uh, that's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Bow, I got to listen to that soundtrack, too. Yeah. Bow down before the one you serve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm happy for them. Oh, me too, man. It, it's a cool soundtrack. It's I wish they could have done more. That's my only well, grip yeah. i mean it made sense for the world but even the world that like they went in wasn't even like i'm sure there are lots of extra songs i guarantee you at some point they're going to put out an extended edition of their work on soul oh yeah guarantee you they'll do a cover kind of like girl with the dragon tattoo and they did immigrant <laughs> song dun, with Karanoa. i love that cover actually that's so oh it's so good and I, and I love it's like kind of a dark, twisted version of a James Bond intro. Yeah, right. And then the, like the my favorite part is the chorus where it's like, it's like almost like yeah. d- kills your ears. Yeah. Oh, that movie. I, I really like that movie a lot. I feel like it didn't get the love that it deserved because I, I, if I remember correctly, it didn't do well at the box office and that's disappointing. Mm. I think anything that David Venture does, I have to see. I haven't seen Mank yet, but I really want to see that too. Mm, Did no. you see it? No, not yet. <sighs> All right. Yeah. I know people are probably listening to us like they can like, oh, they're just rambling on and on, but it, we're, we're on that's vacation. That's what we do. And, and that's what we do. That's what we do. Plus, I think the coffee. That's the shtick of this podcast. It's called discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think we're just kind of BSing and I think that's fine. It's all good. It's our yeah. it, it's our podcast. We can do what we like. <laughs> it's my podcast, and I can be us if I want to. <laughs> but if you are listening, and we would like to, if you subscribe to us. Yes, please. Yes, please. Subscribe, comment, like our posts, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Because we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, Spotify, anywhere and everywhere. 
There's a couple more places that I got to add us to. I got to look into it. So, oh, yeah. We got to do Amazon, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we right. do. Let's sell it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have an echo in here. I didn't want to say its name too loud because it's probably listening to us. But can I just yell at it to upload us to the podcast servers? <laughs> you know what? At this point, I could believe it. In fact, I, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, I've already done that, Adam. <laughs> All set. Sending lo- information to Mr. Bezos. I, I, I love you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I, uh, I want to yell at, G- at uh, Echo, be like, play G4D, the podcast, and see what happens. I kind of want to try that, too. Okay, hold on. Echo, <laughs> play G4D, Grounds for Discussion podcast. What? what? <laughs> Mr. Dickens and his Carol. All right. I remember that album. That was by, uh, uh, what was it, The Stones? <laughs> Wait, what was it called? <laughs> rounds for Discussion? Yeah, Rounds for Discussion. <laughs> oh, so they plagiarized us, or did we plagiarize them by adding the G? <laughs> Echo, stop. Wow. Wow. Well, well, I think we need to look into that. We I can... think we do, too. <laughs> Rounds for discussion. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me they used a four too. Yeah. Did they? Uh, you know what? I'm not finding it now. Did they? Did they? Did they take us? Did they take our name? Wow. This is this is breaking news here, folks. Wait, right here. Did they do R for D? Please tell me they did. They did R for D. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to find it. I don't even know how. R for D. I see R for D. Roll for damage. A podcast about faith, love, and magic, where your hosts navigate the factual and fantastical events of life, all thanks to the roll pun of an eight-sided die. Interesting. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not finding us. But you know, if you put in grounds with discussion, <laughs> ours pops up in the fourth one. So, oh, hey, there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's there. pretty good. Yeah, that's let's, something, right? Let's see here. I put in gr, and we have girls gotta eat, get sleepy. Gaining Ground Podcast. Oh, the Glenn Beck program. Oh, perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's hear. The Goop Podcast? What? How many podcasts are there? There's a podcast for everything. There sure is. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I know what this is. Okay. There is a Grounds for Discussion podcast. That one right there. Hey, there we are. But Do you remember? I think they, this happened at the beginning of court, 2000. Yeah, this is, this is the one that it is. It's a book club podcast for the average joe what's it it called it looks like they started they started this year oh hmm what are they called they're literally called grounds for discussion no they're not show me yeah they're called grounds for discussion Uh, oh with the with a four yeah wow yeah we 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 have the number four we have the number four because i thought it'd be cool yeah and then so gfd probably stands for something bad yeah yeah that's true there's grounds for conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking. Grounds well, for conversation. Oh, oh, wow. Look at this. And they have a coffee thing. Oh, but that was 2018 okay, or 2008. Okay. Legal grounds. Let's see here. Grounds for... Now we're really BSing here. Grounds yeah, for... No, what is yeah, it? Yeah, we are. 
grounds for reading <laughs> grounds for for discussion grounds is what it's for called. discussion okay yeah so for ours is the number four all right they, they started out this year though <sighs> so we came there before them that's right we did let's hear so wow they used canva too that's definitely can that's a canva template yeah <laughs> I feel Mr. like Mr. Dickens I, and his Carol. Hammond. I feel like we need to have the host of this podcast on. <laughs> it's a book club podcast for the average Joe. What is two that sisters mean? who love coffee, Christ, and books, although not in that order. <laughs> All right. Cool. All Good right. deal. Two sisters. One, two sisters read before you. That's what I say now. Sisters, sisters who adore you. And stole our podcast. That's <laughs> kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can subscribe stuff. to our podcast, which is called Grounds for Discussion, which is g4dpodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all that fun stuff, social media. We're on there. G, yes. the number four. D. Yeah, exactly. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. G4 also, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody. May 2021 be be a be a year. <laughs> May it be a year for all of us. You, you didn't want to make a promise. You can't keep that. Can't, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, if you did better than yesterday, it's a good day. That's true. Like Paul McCartney says on his latest album, seize the day. Oh, every day. Every day. And don't release an album on the day I'm releasing an album. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or the ghost of John Lennon will haunt you. Caffeine induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at g4dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks. <laughs>